mobility is not a warm up, right? Like you're challenging new range of motion, which is, you know, you're, you got to fire up your, your central nervous system in order to do that. mobility for fat loss. So, uh, this has been uh, a long time coming. Um, one reason is because I don't like to sit down and write shit. Yeah. When did, when, um, when did you say you were going to give me that article? Long time ago, <laughs> long time ago. Um, but I'm going to drop some jewels for you here right now. Um, so mobility for fat loss and, and how it relates. So, I mean, like we can just go through like obvious points, right? Like if, if you're more mobile and you can control yourself through, uh, you know, range of motion and you can, and you can perform, you know, functional, uh, you know, movement patterns or basic movement patterns in order to, uh, keep yourself from, from getting injured. Um, you know, like obviously you're going to be able to train longer, more consistent. Um, and when you're in the gym, you're going to be more likely to eat, you know, good food, right? Like, so whole foods and, and like who wants to waste, uh, uh, a bad workout. So, um, that's, that's key point. Number one is again, in, injury prevention. Um, number two, being consistent. Yeah. Longevity, longevity in the gym, gym for your joints, making sure that the right muscles are activated. Um, and actually this is something that I have a lot of my clients do, um, you know, when they come in on off days, you know, I'll say, Hey, like, you know, if they can't make, uh, if they can't make the late night team trainings or anything like that, say, hey, just come in at this time. I'll give you a mobility circuit. You run through it for 15 to 20 minutes. And then, you know, once once you've done just constant movement like that without taking, you know, uh, a, a long break, um, then it, it acts as like a conditioning session, right? So yeah. now it has a, a more metabolic effect to it. Um, and you're working on, again, those basic patterns. So hip extension, which a lot of people lack, um, you know, opening up, uh, you know, the chest and pulling the shoulders back, different things like that. I, I try to incorporate um, neck movements because, you know, people who are desk jockeys who tend to sit down are fixed in this position. They get really tense and stressed out. So then, you know, everything tightens up. Um, and those are know. the people I always find having really bad, like, habit of right. forward neck posture while training, whether right. they're doing a row, push up or and anything. breathing through through yeah, reps, right? 100%. People tend to to hold their breath through reps. And that's actually it's funny because I had a physical therapist um reach out to me recently. I don't know if he reached out to you as well. Um Dan Swinsko and he was like, hey, like I really value your opinion. Um, you know, what are some things that you feel that physical yep. therapists need yeah, to need to work on and uh or could do better or or implement. And I said breathing, right? And like I was like, man, like I know that some of you guys do it, but majority of your industry doesn't yeah. doesn't do it. And it's the most foundational thing that you can possibly do to whether it's, you know, like I've unlocked people's fucking hips, right? Like not me, but I've coached somebody through breathing patterns who who felt like, man, like they're like, man, like, you know, my hip is it just feels like locked up, like it feels like it needs to pop, but it won't pop and like I can't get into a certain range of motion. We go through breathing patterns and then boom, yeah. like it's, it's good. Right. So I think it's the most foundational thing. And, and that's where I would start with, with every single person, uh, is in even like, you know, I think that there's one person who I didn't really, uh, help with that because they were, they were brought up in martial arts and, 
um, they're actually taught that in, in karate, I guess. Um, you know, I guess it depends on the coach, but this person was. Um, but, you know, so just working on, you know, breathing patterns and stuff like that is immediately going to improve mobility, right? Allow the body to downregulate. Um, and uh, also, you're going to work on, like, foundational strength as well. And I think that's where most people, a lot of meatheads will say, well, man, like, you know, I don't like to... I don't like to work on mobility because I'd rather do, I'd rather save my energy for heavy presses or heavy squats and deadlifts and stuff like that. Um, you know, there is, uh, you know, a a strength component to it. Like, you know, you can do mobility drills from hanging from a bar Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is time under tension, right? If you're doing crawl variations and, you know, so there's so many, there's so many different things that you can do. It's not like just stretching, right? Like you're challenging your body. So, and, and, you know, I mentioned uh, a while ago that, you know, my upper body even got like my physique improved from doing a bunch of different crawl variations, animal movements and stuff like that, because I was on my hands so much. And, and that's where a lot of my weight was. Um, So again, it comes down to to time under tension. And now here's kind of like the the final point that, that I want to make is that this isn't just right. Like people will just narrow mobility into uh, like warmups, right? Like mobility is not a warmup, right? Like you're challenging new range of motion, which is, you know, you're, you got to fire up your, your central nervous system in order to do that. Yeah. So even if somebody's coming in on a, on a deload week, right? Like I, I might not have them go through a crazy amount of mobility because it's going to, it's going to wreak havoc on their, on their nervous system. But you know, more often than not, when they're, when they're not in the, in the deload phase, and they're, they're going through their regular program, I'm going to, man, I'm going to challenge somebody through, you know, different range of motion yeah. and, 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 and put them through different mobility drills that I feel that, that they need to work on and, uh, allowing their, their nervous system to fire up like that is also going to, you know, burn more calories, burn more fat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in preparation for, you know, major lifts and, and just that strength session. So I think like, I want to interject and just say like, Cause I'm a good example of this. Um, I'm just now getting like heavily into mobility going back to the point of like, I don't want to waste my energy doing mobility cause I want to press heavy and stuff. The fact of the matter is, is you won't be pressing heavy for very long. If you don't just stop right. fucking put your ego away and do the shit period. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I think it took me that long to finally realize that that's what I needed to do. Um, because if your joints aren't working, you're not going to be able to build muscle period. So it's, it's really just like stepping away and taking a big step back so you can take eight more steps forward. And that's like, that's at the end of the day, that's going to lead to better results because if you're listening to this, you got to decide one thing. Are you in this for the next six months? Are you in this for the next 10 years? Right. I know I want to look great in six months. Don't get me wrong. I have a three month goal. I have a six month goal, but I want to be able to be in 10 years, I still want to be lean looking good. And I want to be able to train, right? right? Because I know for a lot of people, I have, I have so many clients and I think it took me a while to realize this. Like fitness isn't just about losing body fat. It's not about just building muscle. It's about feeling fucking good, being confident, being more productive and having a better fucking life. Right. right. So if you want to live your life at a higher standard, you need to train and you're not going to be able to do that long without mobility. Right. And it took me a while to realize that. And um, kudos to you for beating into my head for so long, because that's essentially what helped me. But at the end of the day, nobody's going to have that long lasting effect if they don't do that. Right. I agree. And and it's it's interesting, too, because, you know, I think that there's different ways that 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 this needs to be addressed with certain people. And I'll make a general statement by saying that guys typically need to focus more on, on mobility just because we're so 
uh, locked up and everything. Um, whereas women I see who, who really don't have a problem with mobility. Yeah. So for, for those people, right. Or, or just hypermobile people, I should say, we're going to work more on stability. Yeah. Stability training. So, um, you know, just because that, you know, I'm talking about mobility right now, doesn't mean that the mat, like, you know, that every single person needs to just run through a crazy amount of mobility drills. I yeah. think a lot of it, you know, it, it's going to change from, from person to person, but it does have a direct uh, effect to whether you're, you know, not just burning, burning fat, but putting on, putting on muscle yeah. as well. So a good, good example of this too, is like, I hate to say like, cause it, it taking soreness as like a gauge of results is, is a really kind of like fine line. It's like everybody's either on one side or the other and there's no direct study that shows like, Oh, if you're really sore, that means you got to go work on you burn a lot of calories and build a lot of muscle. But I do think it's a good sign that you challenge your body. Right. right. And if you're challenging your body, you're likely building muscle. Um, or if you feel a lot of soreness, you're probably doing something new. You're, you're challenging a new range of motion. You're breaking down some fibers. You haven't broken down for a while. That's all going to lead to muscle growth. So for me, on my journey to mobility, it's been like three weeks now, I think, that I've actually done it for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. At first, it was like 15 to 20, but because I got more efficient at it, it just kind of got quicker and I'm doing the same stuff. And now I'm starting to progress. So I finally went under the bar. I've just been doing single leg movement so I can put a little more stress on the muscle without putting a lot of load on my spine. So I finally did like some squats the other day and stuff, and I did front squats, and I didn't go heavy compared to what I usually go, but I literally squatted deeper than I've ever squatted before. Pause reps for two to three seconds at the bottom. And I was gassed and like sore as fuck the next day. And in places I never get sore from squats in, in those places were not my low back, right. which helped me a ton. So it just goes back to the fact that fuck, I can squat. You know what I mean? My muscles are sore, not my back, which is usually the case is like, man, my muscles aren't really that sore. My back is really sore. Right. So how much did I really get out of those squat sessions for all that whole time? You know, not much strength, not much muscle because it was just my back hurting. Um, but now I'll be able to continue to squat heavy and my physique is going to change a ton because of it. I agree. But it's all because of mobility. Boom. If you love the mind versus muscle podcast, want more free content and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review to get your questions answered on the next episode. See the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.